Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago is your audio guide through the rocky landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. Sometimes a historical event is all about the branding. And the brand of Plymouth Rock as the spot where William Bradford and the Mayflower Pilgrims first disembarked is pretty strong. In the American tradition that I grew up learning, the rock symbolized the pilgrims' arrival in what is now the United States, and the beginning of their interactions with the native nations who live nearby. Plymouth Rock is an easy visualization tool, a shorthand, something that sticks in your mind. But the Mayflower didn't first land on Plymouth Rock, or even anywhere near what is now Plymouth, Massachusetts. Its first five weeks on this continent, which included the signing of the Mayflower Compact, happened in a bay on the other side of Cape Cod, near a city now called Provincetown. I grew up in Provincetown, and when you grow up in Provincetown and it's all you know, it's all you ever know. So I grew up knowing that the Pilgrims landed here, and we were always taught the importance of that, the Mayflower Compact. And to go out in the world and realize that not everyone was taught that is just fascinating. They spent five and a half weeks here exploring our shores. Uh, there were a lot of significant moments before they realized that the terrain was just too rocky, not as protected from the weather. So they got back on the boat and headed to Plymouth. For whatever reason, in history books and when kids are taught, it really picks up at that point in Plymouth. It's really easy to compress five weeks, particularly if they happened 400 years ago. The quest here is not just accuracy. It's not about saying, well, actually. It's to be aware that we're all participating in historical branding, and that monuments and museums are perhaps the best brand ambassadors. Hello, my name is Courtney Hurst, and I'm president of the board at the Pilgrim Monument and Provincetown Museum. So it is interesting. Even recently, unfortunately, there was some graffiti on Plymouth Rock just last week. You know, every news feed was running it, especially here locally. And it was saying Plymouth, the landing place of <laughs> the Pilgrims. So we were, we were calling to correct people and say that's actually not true. The Provincetown Museum sits under the Pilgrim Monument a slim granite tower that dominates the skyline of Provincetown. The monument was completed in 1910 to draw attention to the fact that the Mayflower landed here first. Good branding. As a school kid, Hearst said that the top of the tower was a great place to escape with friends. And since the museum was free, she would hang out there whenever her school was between sports seasons. But during those childhood visits, she was unaware of another type of dehumanizing branding happening in the exhibits. The whole wing used to be lined with these huge murals, almost life-size. Um, as a kid, they felt life-size. Now that I'm taller, I see they're not, but they're big. And each one depicted a different moment in the pilgrim's arrival and the impact on that Wampanoag nation. So it's their first interaction, and the Native people all look exactly alike. There's no definition in their faces. Their hair is exactly alike. They all look really aggressive, really angry, and that they're on the attack. The pilgrims all have very distinct features. They're wearing different clothes, their expressions. They look almost fearful. Um, they're cowering. They definitely look like they're being attacked. So you can even start to go layers deeper and deeper and deeper in the, in the inaccuracies. But when you just look at it, the stereotype that it was portraying on a subconscious level. The portrayal of Wampanoag people like this isn't unique. 
but it serves the narrative of the pilgrims' virtue and nobility in the face of a hostile world. Not only were they persecuted in Europe, the narrative goes, but they were also persecuted in the New World, which creates a justification for anything that happens afterwards. All of this buttressed by the implied neutrality of the museum. They were so inaccurate that we're actually going to leave one of them up in this new exhibit as a, can you point out what's wrong? And part of the interactive of the exhibit will be show what's wrong. The new exhibit, which is called Our Story, is a partnership between the Provincetown Museum and members of the Wampanoag Nation. So Our Story, we're working with, uh, in conjunction with the Wampanoag tribe, Paula Peters and Stephen Peters specifically have been the real brains behind it and the execution of it. We have learned in the last few years through working so closely with the Wampanoag tribe that a lot of the story was wrong and that it wasn't told accurately. So we have worked with them to create a whole entire new exhibit. We've gutted the room and we're rebuilding it, and it's called Our Story. And what's interesting about it is it will be told from their perspective as far as how they were living here uh, before the pilgrims showed up. An example of a story from those first five weeks that has been told exclusively from a colonial lens is the story of Corn Hill, the spot near Provincetown where pilgrims found Stories of corn preserved by the Wampanoag. It was always positioned as they just simply found the corn, and that's how history tells it. Uh, it was actually stolen corn. You know, that it was clear the way that it was stored, the way that it was kept, that it had been put there by people. There's no way that you could have been able They even say that in their log. So it was clear people were living here. They just hadn't come across them yet. The Our Story Gallery opens later this year to commemorate the 400-year anniversary of the Pilgrims' arrival under the initiative Provincetown 400. The initiative is planning for a much different commemoration than the 300th anniversary back in 1920. Back then, it was called a celebration, not a commemoration, and it included pageants and parades. It's not a celebration for everyone, and that it is somewhat more solemn, and that yes, you know, the pilgrims came here and they did some good things, and they were brave for coming here and seeking, and that's part of the story, but it's not all to be celebrated. So we've been training ourselves for the last two years, even that small nuance of a word, but it's not a nuance when you see how important it is. So everything from that word choice will shift uh, to things like we're not having a parade. You know, that that was an initial brainstorm idea. You think like Centennial, let's do a parade and things like that. We're not going to do that because that would be seen as disrespectful. And we understand that. So the collaboration has been so tight throughout that I think it's going to feel a lot different in all those ways, I hope. But the Provincetown Museum is also in the middle of another, maybe even bigger, branding change, connecting the Pilgrim story of 400 years ago to the modern history of Provincetown. Over the past 100 years, Provincetown has attracted artists, playwrights, and the LGBT plus community. Today, Provincetown is perhaps the best-known gay resort on the U.S.'s East Coast. Hearst wants to expand who we think of as Provincetown's pilgrims. The word pilgrim has been intentionally used to describe the passengers of the Mayflower because of a passage in William Bradford's journal, therefore connecting his journey to the Christian Bible. That's good branding. But Hearst sees it as a through line to Provincetown's more recent history as well. We're hoping to reframe the word pilgrim and 
for it to symbolize a group of people and, and really what they're seeking, which is to be accepted for who they are, whatever that be, whether it's religious freedom or any freedom at all, um, seeking a place where they can be themselves. I think there's a sense that this board and this team are committed to telling a more accurate story of Provincetown. And the Mayflower Pilgrims were the first pilgrims to arrive here 400 years ago, and they came seeking acceptance and tolerance and freedom. And then pilgrims of all sorts have come to Provincetown shores since then. They were the first, but so many, the fishermen, the artists, the LGBTQT community, uh, so many. So we're really hoping that we can take each of those stories, each of those pilgrim stories, and tell a cohesive history of Provincetown. Growing up here, the AIDS epidemic was so close to us. And again, you just grow up thinking that's what most people saw in life. And to think that my mom would like cruise dinners by guys' house that were struggling and had no one, and how many of them came here to, in, in some cases, die, and how this town, these Portuguese women in the community just took them in and, and loved them and really took care of them. That's a story that's, you know, it's Provincetown's story, but it's it's the AIDS story, and it's a national story, and that's a case that likely might be in the new updated version of the museum. So when we say that we want to tell a more accurate, it's even just a more comprehensive story, because it does have a thread in, in the nation's history as well. An example of a future exhibit might be about the Spiritus Pizza Riot of 1990, which Hearst says was Provincetown's analog to the important Stonewall riots in New York City. When the bars would get out at night, and typically the gay bars would get out, and not just gay bars, but gay people would come into the street and they would all eat pizza and it would be really hard to get through. Well, one night there was a police officer was giving some giving them trouble on unnecessarily shouldn't have been, and the group rioted. So these moments that were happening here in our Cosmo, but shifted the town and and the town shifted legislature on what used to be called gay bashing, um, and putting more laws in, in place and, pr- and protecting them even further. And it was this moment that for us ch- changed perception and culture in Provincetown. Historical brands are powerful. In the same way, that a single monument can shift a town's legislation for the better, a photogenic rock can diminish five weeks of history in the minds of millions of students. And the word choice that a museum uses can turn a bushel of stolen corn into just an innocent lucky find. As the 400-year anniversary of the Mayflower's arrival approaches, the Provincetown Museum is preparing for the commemoration by changing things up. They don't use the word branding. But like the pilgrims themselves, they're expanding the word pilgrim to include recent Provincetown history. They're working to tell the story of members of the Wampanoag Nation directly, instead of through the lens of the colonists. And they want people to know that the Mayflower landed here first, before moving on to Plymouth. We obviously want to shine a spotlight on the fact that the pilgrims actually landed here and the time that they spent here. But I, beyond that, we're hoping to cast a spotlight on Provincetown as a place that is welcoming to pilgrims. And that message for us in today's time feels just as powerful. This has been Museum Archipelago. Grab your popcorn, because Museum Archipelago is going to the movies. Introducing our brand new bonus series, Archipelago at the Movies. 
Each episode, we dive deep into a movie about museums and try to understand what it says about the broader museum landscape. The Archipelago at the Movies deep dives into National Treasure and Night at the Museum are now available exclusively to Club Archipelago members. Not a member yet? Join now, and you'll also get full access to the Club Archipelago bonus podcast, plus fun extras like stickers and pins. Join today at patreon.com slash museumarchipelago. You'll find a full transcript of this episode, as well as show notes and links, at museumarchipelago.com. If this is your first show, subscribe for free in your favorite podcast player. And if this isn't, leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And next time, bring a friend.